welcome to another episode of AnimeCons TV, where you are source for convention reports, news, cosplay tips, and all sorts of other things related to fan conventions. This week we're um, coming to you guys with a con report from uh, Anime Next this year. It was held in Atlantic City, New Jersey, uh, June 8th through the 10th. And overall, i got to say, like, like last year when I went, I had a really good time. One of the things that stood out this year to me was its panel content, and I'm going to get talk a little bit about that. Some of the neat panels I saw, um, Gerald uh, Rathgold from Anime World, the Anime World Order podcast, did a panel about anime appearing in non-anime sources, and this was really good. It had a nice mix of things like sports promo reels to actual news about anime to uh, Barack Obama giving a speech welcoming uh, the Prime Minister of Japan and mentioning anime there. And I gotta hand it to Gerald, one of the neat things here is he had a nice mix of serious news and kind of a little fun things too. And it really worked well together. Uh, Daryl Surratt, also from the Anime World Order podcast, had a panel uh, remembering Isao Takahara from uh, Studio uh, Ghibli who passed away this year. And again, one of the things I thought made this panel really shine was he showed that it was he was a comp uh, Takada-san was a complicated individual. He made some really amazing artwork and you know, through his films, but also took a long time and a lot of extra money to finish these projects. Uh, I would definitely recommend that if either of those two panels uh, show up at any future conventions down the road, definitely check them out. They're really good ones. I also went to uh, Evan Minto from the Anime Gamers uh, podcasts, Anime Burger Time, which was one I went to last year, and again, it's legendarily fun. It's just you know clips of burgers appearing in anime. Uh, that was nice because it wasn't just the same panel all over again. There was some new content, things like that. The one thing I thought was a little weird was. In the panel description, it calls, they joke that it's BYOB, bring your own burger, and the panel was scheduled to be at 10 a.m. And even in an area like uh, Atlantic City, it's a little hard to find a burger to uh, take out that you can be take with you and be ready to eat it at 10 a.m. We managed to do it. Uh, a couple of us found the Johnny Rockets at the Bally's. Uh, hotel, which is, you know, not too far in one of the convention hotels. But, again, maybe schedule a little later in the day, just if you're doing that. That would be my one piece of advice to the people doing the schedule. But, again, not a huge deal. We still had fun. It's still a fun panel. Uh, another panel I went caught part of was the Lauren and John from Gunpla 101 blog. They did a panel all about the character Char Asmol from the Mobile Suit Gundam franchise and kind of both the character's history like in, inside the story but as well as how it's kind of become part of a cultural phenomenon which was really good. As someone who submitted a panel to the convention and actually did present a panel I have to say that this year was really good. I mean last year you may remember in our con report a lot of us were saying that panels were kind of a disaster people weren't getting notified it, if their panel had been accepted or not, schedules didn't match, there was a whole mess of issues. And this year, 
it, they really had to, their work cut out for them to make panels better and make kind of the behind the scenes work of having the panels track come together and the con did it that's really awesome to see a con that has a definite issue they need to tackle and knock it out of the park with flying colors so i got to give their panels uh staff credit there next up some stuff that stood out to me was the dealer's room i kind of rated this dealer's room as so-so like it just seemed very typical only one or two booths that seemed out of the ordinary but i think that's more on my personal st spending habits than anything else um just mainly there's a lot of things like nothing seems special it's like anything that really caught my eye it's like wait i know i can order that book or that dvd on amazon or say rightstuff.com for less so why should i buy it now things like that it was still decent but just my spending habits have kind of changed one of the things i did like in the dealer's room though was brother which is a kind of a home appliance company and does a lot of things like sewing machines and broider machines had an embroidery machine doing a live demo at at their booth and really just kind of showing hey this is what you can do with it and maybe they're not really selling anything there but i think this is something that more cons should look at doing is talking to companies that maybe build sewing machines um i know in the past i think it was katsukon had um so uh simplicity which is a company that makes sewing patterns they had a booth things like that talk to companies that might be kind of not just anime goods and stuff like that but still related to kind of the fan experience and things like that and i think maybe you know maybe they're not selling something but it'll be getting the word out there and getting things like that so uh, if you're a convention organizer especially if you help organize your guns uh, dealer's room space think about talking reaching out to these companies you know just kind of go on their website or just reach out and say hey this is what is going on would you be interested in exhibiting you know worst case they say thanks but no thanks but i think there's a real market there for getting information about things like this to attendees now the only other thing i'll say about the dealer's room is was set up a little weird You'd go in through kind of the front, and the only way to kind of really exit the way they were directing traffic was at the back of the hall, and then you'd go through uh, the room where the video game, all the video games and everything were set up, and then out, which wasn't terrible. Like, the traffic seemed to flow. I never thought there was really a bottleneck, but if you were, say, you only were going in for one thing, stopping at one booth, and then making your way out for your last purchase or something like that, it was a bit of a longer haul, so not great but it is what it is it, it didn't break anything so to speak but speaking of the video game room i had some fun stuff there i didn't do too too much they did have a good number of arcade cabinets and consoles set up which is always good to see um one of the bad things and this is something that's kind of bothered me a lot out of some more recent cons is you've been seeing these gundam battle pods they're called they're these tall big boxes for um a mobile suit gundam related video game and i've probably been seeing these at a bunch of cons lately and i still haven't had a chance to play it because it seems like every time i go there's always a line and i know it does you, you do play it for a little bit longer it's a little bit longer than just sitting down for 
like an arcade game and doing a couple rounds and then switching up for the next person, uh, the line moves a lot more slowly. So I don't know how to, the perfect way to do this. I would suggest kind of maybe cons, you know, work with their, the people that are bringing in these video games and seeing if they can get more, which I realize is a bit of a tall order. But another thing they can also look at is maybe doing something like a reservation system. You know, you have like one or two, so you have six of these cabinets. You have four dedicated to kind of walk up, first come, first serve, things like that for people that are willing to wait in line. But maybe have like two that are on a reservation system, you know, average out how much time it takes to play a game or something like, say, maybe 10 minutes and do like kind of a fast tra pass system saying, okay, you've come by, you've made a reservation for 2.30, come by no later than two, uh, two, 2.20, be ready, here's your ticket, you can't play without your ticket, don't lose it, things like that. And that way you get a chance to play and you're not stuck waiting in line and possibly missing out on other things at the convention. So the other thing I'll mention about the video game is this was um, the first time I really kind of watched a video game tournament. I got knocked out of the first round of the Gundam Versus. It's a, another Gundam game because, yes, I like giant robots. Um, and, but my friends, and i got to give the shout-out to their name, Team Guntank, played it through the tournament all the way as the gun tank unit, which maybe we can get a little picture of it up here. Um, it's not a great unit. It's kind of it's kind of weak. It's kind of weird. It's not really anything you think of when you think of a Gundam, uh, a mobile suit, things like that. But they played through it the entire time and won, which is amazing. It was really fun to watch. But there were some some issues there. So first off, um, the controls of uh, the the control setup within the consoles weren't set up properly it was set up in a really poor way where whoever had like plugged in a different controller or something like i think it was like a kind of like a arcade style joypad had set it up to their custom settings and they weren't set up restored back to the default setting which is something they they should have checked beforehand because i know a couple of people were complaining that they you know still did okay but they couldn't do what they were expecting to do when they were pressing some of the certain buttons for some of the more complex moves. And that's a, that's a little frustrating. You know, you say a good carpenter doesn't blame his tools, but when you're using a controller that's completely set up differently, it's a little frustrating. And it could have been easy to just check, uh, you know, not even five minutes beforehand before you got people starting the tournament. So that was a little frustrating. They did fix it partway through, but it's, again, something that should have been addressed sooner. Um, the other part about this tournament was they had it set up. They worked with a group to stream both the semifinal uh, matches and the final match, which was cool because they had, you know, could project it on screen. Uh, friends of ours got to look at the stream later on and not only see what they, they did, but also listen to kind of the commentaries commentators make some comments about it and stuff like that but it had it took i want to say almost an hour to switch over from the tables where they were playing the early matches to the area where they were setting up for the semi-final and final matches and so there was a lot of just standing around waiting i don't know if it was technical difficulty or what 
I was with my friends that were waiting, and we didn't really get much of an update as to what was taking so long. And again, it seems like someone just along the way didn't uh, set things up uh, better uh, sooner and things like that. It should have been pre-pepped, ready to go. And I don't know why it happened. But again, Team Gun Tank won, and that was really fun to see. Um, and I'll comment on that too because one of the things I saw that was really nice to see were all these teams that were playing up against each other. A match ended, both teams kept going up to each other, you know, giving each other, you know, nice handshakes. Hey, good game. Oh, you know, it was awesome to see what you did, things like that. And everyone in the tournament, maybe this was because it was, a, you know, a very niche uh, group because it's a, you know, a game that's kind of waned in popularity. It's a small group. Everyone was super cordial and as an attendee and someone who was in the tournament too, it was nice to see that. You know, no one was a sore loser, no one was a sore win winner. Everyone was just there to have fun and share it with each other, and that was really cool to see. So, next up, some of you are probably wondering how the first ever AnimeCons TV live <laughs> panel went. Well, we will upload it fully soon. It'll, it's going to be on the AnimeCons TV extras feed. Uh, warning out it'll be about 90 minutes long, so just be prepared that you're going to have to sit through all of it if you want to check it out. I will say this much, our attendance for it was a little bit affected by the time. It was scheduled against the Masquerade and uh, Production IG, which is a Japanese anime company, their panel. So we were up against two big events, but I can't really complain about that. Uh, as an attendee who doesn't really go to the masquerade a lot at conventions, I think I've maybe gone to two in the 18 years I've been going to anime conventions. I appreciate when there's programming going on at, that's not the masquerade during the masquerade because you need counter-programming. Not everyone wants to see that. Yes, it's a big event, but it's something that people not everyone's going to want to see. Um, so... There is that. I I think we still had a good time, and I hope you guys will check that part out. Um, and again, cons having good, solid programming against the Masquerade is important. One other little thing I'll touch on is there was an issue of a fire alarm late Friday night, but there was never an issue, There, and that's a big thing. There was an actual fire. I think it was the rumor I heard going around that was just kind of a small smoke machine for the late night dance kind of set a little too much smoke in the air and it set off the detector but that happens um i think the thing that stands out here though is when i walked uh i was in a, the hotel connected to the convention center so i didn't see it i just kind of saw the aftermath but attendees were hanging out polite staff seemed to have the situation under control and then the following two days of the convention no one really, I never really heard anyone complain about it. You know, that's that's a big deal because I think that says a lot to the, about the staff handling things because now everything kind of went smoothly after and, you know, sometimes repopulating the convention center, getting programming back up and running after a fire alarm is not an easy task, so... Kudos to the staff there for handling things well, and again, the, the fact that there weren't a lot of complaints, that's a big deal. Uh, really props to the staff there. 
So, I guess the next question is, will I go back to anime next? And honestly, I will say most likely, yeah, I go because I, I started going back to this convention because I have a lot of friends that I know that attend it. But after two years, I really see why. Uh, one of the things that this con does really well, and it really showed this year especially, is it's really good at its panel track, both it, especially its featured panelist tracks. They have a bunch of people that are kind of constants, that they've been featured panelists year, uh, for several years, but they also get people that are uh, not the same one every year. They get different people uh, every so often, so there is shifting content. There's a variety of topics. There's a variety of content, things like that. So if you want to check out some good panels in a pretty uh, relaxed setting, like I never really saw any panel that was super full. I think if anything, there was lines for the start, you know, before seating happened, but I never really saw any panel over capacity, which seems like a good, uh, good process for the uh, planning thing. So good job there. It's, it's really one of these cons strengths um and once again i think i'm gonna come back next year i really had a good time i want to see this con continue to thrive it's been interesting to see even just in the two years i've gone how much more the community of like the hotels and restaurants have started really realizing that this convention is a good thing uh for the uh, local businesses and stuff like that and that's something that really is a relationship you build over time. So seeing it happen right now is a big plus. And I think uh, both Anime Next and uh, Atlantic City only stand to benefit from continuing to nurture that uh, relationship. So if you went to Anime Next and you have some thoughts, don't forget to shout us out. You shout out us. You can send us an email at podcast at animecons.tv. Uh, you can leave a comment on this on YouTube or, you know, shout out us on Twitter at TV, and we're also at TV on all sorts of other social media. And I'm Doug Wilder and we'll see you again soon.